Welcome to Jimmy Zen Reads, Philip Brent, Celtic Fairy Tales, Finn McCool and the Scottish Giant. Strong-armed Finn had lived all his life without ever meeting his match, so he was proud as a peacock. He never did any work, but just played at games with his warriors and threw great stones about. He left his wife Unar at home while he enjoyed himself. Well, one day, Finn was quite down in the mouth because he had no one to wrestle with and no rocks to throw. So when he saw a man running towards him, he shouted, What's in the wind? It's Farua, the Scottish giant. He's heard tell of you and your strength, and now he's coming this way to match himself against you. Well, Finn had heard tell of Farua too. When Farua stamped, the whole of Scotland shook. The fame and name of him went far and near. He had a magic finger that gave him tremendous strength. Once he had flattened a thunderbolt with one blow of his fist. He kept it in his pocket, in the shape of a pancake. So when Finn heard the man's news, he was seized with a very warm and sudden fit of affection for his wife. Poor woman! So he pulled up a fir tree, lopped off its roots and branches, took it for a walking stick, and set off for home. Finn and Unar's house was built right on top of a mountain. There wasn't enough water on the mountain, and there was too much wind, but there was just the right amount of view, lots of it, in every direction. When Finn got home, Unar gave him such a kiss that the water of the lake below curled with pleasure of it, but Finn just groaned. What a matter, my darling bully, said Unar. It's that far rua, said Finn. He's coming. He'll be here soon. He's got a magic finger that gives him all his strength. He'll flatten me like he did that thunderbolt. We'll see about that, said Unar, and she began to prepare for the giant's visit. When she saw Farua coming, Unar tucked Finn up in the cradle. You can be a baby again, she said, and I don't expect to hear more than a gurgle pass your lips without my leave. When Farua arrived, he asked, Is this Finn's house? I've come all the way from Scotland to fight him. Finn's not home, said Unar. He's gone to teach that fool Farua a lesson. I do hope for Farua's sake that Finn doesn't find him. I am Farua, said the giant, and Finn has been avoiding me these last twelve months. I can't wait to get to grips with him. Unar let out a great laugh. You'll never see Finn then. How could I, said Farua. He's so spry at dodging me. I thought you couldn't have seen him, Unar replied, and if you take my advice, you poor-looking creature, you'll pray night and day that you never see him. Farua didn't look very happy at this. Anyway, Unar continued, as Finn is away from home just now, perhaps you would do me a kindness. The wind is whistling in my door. If my Finn were here, he would turn the house around for me. Farua wasn't going to be outdone by Finn, so he cracked the middle finger of his right hand three times, put his arms around the house and heaved. The whole house turned around like a spinning top, and in his cradle Finn let out a little whimper. How kind, said Unar. Perhaps while you're about it you could do me another kindness. If my Finn were here he would pull the rocks off the mountain aside to make me a new well. I'm sure there's a fresh water spring down there. Farua looked at the mountain cracked the middle finger of his right hand nine times, put his arm around a rock 
and heaved. There was a great crack and a shower of water burst forth from the new well. How kind, said Una. Now, do come in and have a bite to eat. With that, Una handed Farua a griddle cake with a griddle baked inside it. Farua put it in his mouth to take a huge whack out of it. Blood and fury, he cried. The two best teeth in my head are gone. Oh dear, said Una, as mild as the moon, try some steak to soothe your gums. And for the steak she gave him a plank of red pine wrapped round a scraping of meat. When Farua bit into the steak, his teeth stuck fast in the wood and he could barely get them out again. By my sword, ma'am, said he, this is a hard diet you give your guests. Hard, said Una. Why, it's the same food we give the baby. And she gave Finn in the cradle an ordinary griddle cake and a genuine steak, and he took a great bite from them both. I'm lucky Finn's not at home, thought Farua. If even his baby can munch food that splinters my teeth. I'd like to take a look at this child, he said. By all means, said Una. Get up, dear, and show this decent little man something that wouldn't be unworthy of your father, Finn. So Finn got up from the cradle, in his baby clothes, and handed Farua a stone from the hearth. Can you squeeze water out of that, he asked. Farua cracked his finger and squeezed it, but not even he could wring water from a stone. He passed the stone to Finn, and Finn secretly slid it behind him, and, instead, picked up a loaf set to rise by the fire. He squeezed it, and water oozed out in a little shower from his hand. I'll not bandy words with anyone that can meet my mammy's bread, or squeeze water out of a stone, he said, and he climbed back into his cradle. I must see what sort of grinders that baby's got to eat griddle bread like that, said Farua. You'll have to put your finger into the back of his mouth to find his teeth, said Una. So Farua chucked the baby under the chin and put the third finger of his right hand in his mouth. Snap! Finn's mouth shut. His teeth chopped off the giant's finger and Farua fainted right away. And when he came to, he was no more strong than you or I, for it was his magic finger that gave him all of his strength. So Una sent Farua back to Scotland with a flea in his ear, and whenever anyone criticised Finn for his proud ways, Una would tell them, I know my husband, and he's got no more harm in him than a baby in a cradle. The End <laughs>